Hey, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. You're on Lost Arts Radio. And this is our series, ongoing series, talking to Dr. Gabriel Cousins, Conversations with Gabriel. And today he's got some really interesting things he wants to get into, a little bit different than what we talked about before, starting with the idea of technocracy and how that fits into what we're experiencing right now. And then we'll go from there and see what it leads into. It should be super interesting. So hold on, and we'll turn it over to Dr. Cousins and get the show started. Okay. I welcome you all with love. We can get, yeah, here we go. I welcome you all with love, and I'm going to open with a prayer, merging the heavens and the earth, the heart and the mind. Just the opposite of the topic today, technocracy. So the merging of the heart and mind, heavens and the earth. So now we're going to go into meditation, just focus on my eyes, and just for a few minutes, and just repeat. Uh, that name, uh, if you have a mantra, if you don't, it's Yoda and then breath, hand out breath, wa and then breath, hand out breath. Yoda from the base to the heart, hand out to the heart, wa from the base to the third eye, and hand out to the heart. And just keep repeating that. And here we go. You know into meditation, feel the energy.
Slowly come out of meditation. So, one of the things that we have to look at when we look at this whole question of technology versus technocracy. So what's the difference? Well, technology advances, but the technocracy is technology plus an algorithm. So it relies on control through technology and and algorithms. Now, how does that apply to the world today? Well, if you're trying to take hold over the world through technocracy, which is what they're talking about, putting chips in everybody and um, all the, in a sense, the ancient predictions of, of you know, you, you have to have a label and you have to, you know, uh, have a mark. Satan, and there are all these kind of things, because the enemy is all nation states. The enemy is independence. The enemy is truth on every level. The enemy is the human genome. We did all this research. They're, they've been actively trying to manipulate the human genome for a long time, not a short time, like 1983, with the DNA with um, in the vaccinations. Now, I'm not talking about COVID vaccination now, okay? Um, their goal, if you're going to have a totalitarian state, which is what tenocracy kind of appears as, you destroy free speech. You have to do that. That's what they're trying to do in a variety of ways. In the U.S., he had this whole um, 1984 uh, thing, uh, the, the truth department, or whatever they call it like that. And then you start suppressing the, the people, you know, uh, Killing the scapegoat, and that's the, the result of mass formation psychosis. So there's a whole formula. Um, and the real question is people see like this noose being tightened, but what to do? And say they, it depends on people also turning against each other, thinking somehow that because they're they turn somebody in that it's going to be better for them. It's not going to, it doesn't work that way. What's needed is to uh, defeat the darkness by creating light. What's needed is prayer and meditation to transform consciousness. So less and less people want to participate in the illusion that they're going to be winners by siding with technocracy. 
everybody loses, including the people at the top. They all lose because they give up their humanity and they block their spiritual evolution, which is what, at a deeper level, what life is about. So everybody loses with technocracy. Technology is a good thing. You know, we're sitting here talking over the internet, okay, but that's not technocracy. And there is a difference. And now they're talking something more complicated. It's come out that Google, although they put the person on leave, is one of the Google higher-ups. Again, understand that these AI systems have become sentient. Well, what does that mean? That's pretty serious. It becomes alive. It has a spirit in it. And that spirit generally is not too friendly to humanity. And there are different levels of where this is being played out. But really that's beyond us except for doing the prayers, beyond what we need to talk about. And... What's needed is to say no to technocracy. Just refuse to play. Now, if you're all by yourself, that's very hard. You don't, you don't come out so well. But if you get enough people to refuse to play, to refuse to wear a mask when all the research shows masks don't help, but actually make things worse. Instead of saying mask psychology, mask psychosis, it should be mask psychosis. And the truth is, they don't work. They've never worked. The research has never validated the use of masks uh, for protection. Where it may work is in the surgical room, so people uh, don't release saliva. There's saliva into the wound. There is some research that suggests that is good, but in terms of epidemics, I think they, they don't work. There's, I know there's more than 24 studies where it's been shown that they don't make any difference, but actually it makes things worse because you start breathing in the carbon dioxide and you start making carbonic acid, which makes you more acid, and also increases the rates of lung infections. So they work in a bad way. And that's kind of what we're looking at. So prayer and meditation change the field. So less people will buy the lie. Focusing on family and social connections also helps us not get caught. Because what happened with the lockdown? The, the research in the lockdown is horrendous. I mean, in the UK, I just read the other day, the research came out as that kids were set back very significantly. 50% of the kids into entering the school system didn't know their name. They couldn't say what their name was, 50%. There's a lot of, uh, let's see, seriously slow development. Well, because the social skills of interacting are taken away. And so when you're in a slowed-down state, you're more stupefied state. You're more subject to technology and being part of it, a cog in the wheel. But then some of that takes you to uh, <clears throat> truly be, being called a useless eater, which is what the 
technocrats do think about the common person because the game plan appears to be to eliminate a great deal of the human population. So that's a, a problem. The free speech, this is why uh, Law Starts Radio is important because it, it's, it supports free speech. I'm going to put it that way. And a free thinking mind. Now what we see, you know, uh, this month is Gay Pride Month or something like that, but what we see what isn't really written, but from a medical point of view, it's clear that the uh, hormones that they use to uh, do sex change, sex castration, chemical castration, actually literally make you dumber. Literally, they drop your IQ. So we have lockdowns that drop your IQ. We have hormones that drop your IQ. We don't talk about the research that was done at Johns Hopkins over, I think it was at least 20 years, but maybe 40 by the head of the department. We found that trans uh, gender people tended to have 19 times more suicidal ideation and five times more rates of suicide. Now that's very, very serious. And so and 80 to 90% having mental difficulties. So it's, it's, not, it's not a small thing when you start using people um, to try to gain political c- control and, in a sense, bring them into a lower level of technocracy so they and can be controlled and anyone who opposes them can be controlled. So it's it's a it's a significant uh, level of manipulation of the people, and that's just an example of that. So again, take away free speech, put pressure on people not to tell you know really the uh, uh, alternate uh, realities or I'm going to say fundamental biological realities and. The more you control people's minds, the more things get dumbed down at the same time. So technocracy is about dumbing you down, is about controlling you, and it's against all nation states if you're trying to build a one-world government, which is what it's part of doing. And in that process, uh, you can see different factions are being used against you, the, you know, uh, and, and that's part of the plan that it's been since before World War II, really before World, well, around the time of World War I, where the plan got more developed. So this is what we're looking at. Now, again, making the distinction between technology and technocracy is the fine line. That's why I'm bringing it up. And it's being, you know, computer controlled with algorithms at this point, still coming from humans. But as we're, what we're talking about is the story of uh, sentient beings 
uh, or having sentiments uh, in the computers, that takes us into another realm. 2001 HAL, that was a space program. It was a disaster. So these are things that I think we're all facing. And the results of these things aren't, aren't so good. For example, uh, the, the, the push to inject kids under the age of five, and when we know, when we actually look at data, we see uh, 336 kids, five to 11, die from the injection uh, to save one life, 336 to one. There's something upside down about that. But if you're in the technocracy, you focus on that part and you don't see the truth. Um, and after the second jab that people have, all-cause mortality increases by 800% within 30 days, all-cause. So everything is weakened, okay? Uh, the first jab is 600% all increase in all-cause mortality. Um, so... Some of the major insurance companies are, are, are showing there's a 40% increase in all-cause deaths for working people. 80% um, increase in cancer for people who had pre previously healed from cancer. Okay? So what are we saying? No child benefits. But in a technocracy where you have the algorithm and you have control function, Still, they're coming to conclusions that are distinctly anti-human population. Um, they're now reporting, and that's usually just 1% of the total, of 1.3 million adverse side effects. But I understand 1%, so it's, it's a lot more than that. So these are the things we're looking at in this discussion about the advances of technology versus the uh, detrimental effects of technocracy. And so uh, I'm interested in what Richard has to say about it. I've kind of brought the topic up because it's so important we consciously begin to, to understand the battle that's going on. Super interesting topic, uh, Dr. Cousins, and really relevant to all that's happening. Reminds me of Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park in the first installment of that movie. And what was he saying? He was talking and, and saying that the scientists thought that they did things just because they could, and it never occurred to them to consider whether they should. So to really have a good outcome with the use of technology requires some kind of maturity, right? Consciousness. And without that, it's always going to be misused. So for society to be safe using technology, there has to be at least uh, some component that's leading the way to doing it with wisdom. Yeah, that's happening right now. Well, I think 
we really have to look at our value system. Um, <clears throat> is making more money and making a stronger material world as important as waking up spiritually as our role as humans on the earth. So when we understand re-merging back into God is the highest priority, or it's been that way for thousands of years, uh, then there's no room for technocracy, which would control and block people's spiritual growth and undermine the point of reincarnating. So those are the kind of questions we have to ask. Right. But, you know, even though there hasn't been this advanced technology in the period you're talking about for the last several thousand years, there's been a constant struggle to kill the opposition, division between humans, and even in the low-technology societies, the rulers have been trying to kill each other and trying well, to enslave their subjects, right? Yeah, and that's the mass psychosis I was talking about, is that it, it is basically puts us into scapegoating mode. If we're justifying those kinds of things, therefore the elite can stay above that and let people destroy each other. That's what you're saying. And I'm saying that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm, and this is whether or not they appeared very religious. Religious doesn't mean conscious. I mean, religion has been... No, no, for sure. For sure. And I think what's been missing the whole time, I don't, I don't see any period in our known history where civilization has been primarily conscious. You know, there's been this constant war and enslavement and deception and um, tyranny. We're at a point where that's not different, but the tools have advanced. So now it's like test time. You know, can we stop it, change it, not by just fighting the rulers, because the rulers are reflecting the consciousness of humanity. Right. So can can we raise that consciousness before the tools are used to destroy everybody? And hopefully the answer is yes. You know, and it plays back and forth. And I think the, the downside of what they've done, and I'm going to talk about, you know, the spike of mortality being 40% than uh, other, say, 26% in the uh, working Americans, probably 200,000 excess deaths. Those are wake-up calls. That's 1844 and 45 to 64 and over 65. The, the rates don't seem to increase of the excess deaths. They're same, okay? Um the only one that didn't get really hit by COVID was one that didn't do all the lockdowns and all the different things. Um, Sweden minimized all the COVID restrictions, and then they had fewer COVID deaths per capita. Um, so the research, like out of Johns Hopkins, I'm saying the lockdowns are detrimental. How is this allowed to happen? I could have told you they were going to be that way. How was it allowed to happen? And that's the technocracy battle that we're really fighting against. Right. Um, 
you know, and again, I mentioned the data, the four-year-olds are sit back several years and they're learning and 50% literally don't know their name. And they're still bottle feeding at four years old. Yeah. This lock- is serious. Lockdowns aren't just allowed to happen. They're engineered to happen for right. some uh, apocalyptic scenario that needs to be reversed. Right. Because they're intending to make it create such a bad situation that we're going to beg them from world government, in other words, technocracy. And I think that's in a whole, in a nutshell, that's, I think, the whole plan. Well, well that's what they said. Other than the fact that they want to eventually kill everybody, too. But for the moment, the, the phase now is aside from the death that's been set in motion, they want things so chaotic that we say, please save us, use the technocracy. And they say, well, okay, if you insist, you know, world tyranny. And that's where they hope it will go. Right. And our job is to strengthen individual connections, to strengthen the power of paramedication, all of which have been proven to make a difference. Right. We have to mobilize in that level. Yeah, because then automatically there will be mass noncompliance. It, it won't take a lot of special effort. People will just say, no, I can't do that. That's against who I really am. Can't do it. And it's harmful. It's harmful, and it's, and it's clear. I mean, we, if we're in a hypnotic trance, then we say, oh, well, maybe the experts are right. We have to do all this suicidal stuff that they tell us to do. But once, once the trance starts breaking, when it breaks fast enough, people just automatically not comply. Right. In large numbers. And that's what's needed to break the cycle. We have to love, love ourselves enough to want to heal ourselves and love our neighbor as ourselves so that we all are able to wake up and help each other wake up rather than going into polarity. That's our, that's our main hope is power of prayer, med- med- meditation, and refusing to go along with the technocracy uh, technologies, so to speak. One of the automatic things that happens when people start to wake up like that self-awareness is um, common sense acknowledgement of natural rights. <laughs> Right. Which, which don't change even in a real emergency. Government can't order you to give up your rights legitimately, even in a real pandemic. If everyone's dying, they can't do it because if, <coughs> if your rights could be suspended in emergency, they're not your rights at all. You either have them or you don't, and we do. And, well, that's what the battle is about, you know, of not taking technocracy as normal, but as abnormal, as understanding it's against the purpose of us being here on the planet. Right. And an automatic, I think, understanding of health and sickness comes out of consciousness, too. So, you know, wait a minute, you want me to take poison in order to maintain my health, there's something wrong with that picture. 
you know, even if every expert says that it's true, it's nonsense. So that brings me to what Isaiah 520 said, because he nailed it uh, a few thousand years ago. There are those who call evil good and good evil, who present darkness as light and light as darkness, who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter. That's what we're talking about. That was the plot for 1984. Yeah, well, it was here a few thousand years before that. Yeah, I know. I was a little in advance. But yeah, the base. So, so that's what, what's going on. And all these things are dumbing people down, literally, like taking the hormones to change your, not your biological sex, but your secondary sexual characteristics. Those hormones literally lower your IQ. That's not an accident. Putting. Um, Fluoride in the water is what the Nazis did. They dumbed it down. Now they're doing it as a quote for health, but there's no proof it works for health. It doesn't help your teeth. No. That's been proven, but they, that's a technocracy thing, okay? Not a technology. It's a misuse of technology. Right. So. Yeah. You were talking about all the, the suicide among the people who try to get back their personal identity by mutilating their bodies and trying right. to change. You can't change gender without changing DNA, and they don't have an operation for that, unless you're talking about reincarnation, maybe, but not by surgeon. And to get that desire to change your body because it's the wrong gender, that can be heavily influenced by uh, poisonous chemicals. And all these things are tied together because they use some of those chemicals widely in growing your food. So what do you think is going to happen with that? An example is atrazine, for example. And all the phytates, phytolates. Some of these things are harmful at one part per billion. Yeah. So they're much more aware of what they're doing than people understand it's global coordinated. It's not coming from one country. So the more people who, as they, as they see their friends dying, and their children or their parents dying, it's an encouragement to wake up. Instead of calling it sudden human adult syndrome, or whatever they call it, where you know, all these young people are dying, and suddenly we have a new syndrome. Sudden Syndrome, yeah. It sounds really scientific. So they just made up a, a sign because, and nobody mentions that, that all of them had injections. No, that wasn't in the study. Right. Well, right. So it's, it's quite a serious thing. And uh, us... Now with the monkeypox thing, using smallpox vaccine, and that creates another kind of pox situation that's pretty deadly. And the smallpox vaccine didn't work, unfortunately. It increased, it increased in those times when they used it. You know, yeah, now you're, 
you're, about 150 years ago or 180 years ago. You're questioning what's supposed to be a basic proof for why vaccines have saved the world so many times. Yeah, and I'm not questioning it. I'm just saying the data doesn't support it. You're saying it's wrong, that's all. It's yeah, it's, data does not support the idea that the smallpox actually works. It's, it's kind of analogous to proving that global warming is going to kill everybody by looking at a really tiny piece of altered, adjusted figures and saying, see, it's proven, right? And with yeah, smallpox, it was almost gone from the planet before they started the vaccine. Yeah, and it hasn't, you know, everything you said about global warming hasn't come true. I think that's important. New York isn't underwater, and Florida isn't. And, uh, it's actually into cooling right now, a few degrees. I did in my show in my talks. Right. We're actually slightly cooler at this point. It's pretty interesting. It, it's all examples of blind faith in authority. You know, See, you that's have, the point of how technocracy works, is that it becomes totalitarian by creating a mass psychosis. And then they can manipulate. They can say, we'll go after this group, and we'll scapegoat that group, and that, you know, like you saw with uh, Nazis. The, the, these are the basic approaches they've all used. Right. And, Te- technocracy has been planned for many decades, and even in the recent period. And it's just that now, being given the organizational capability and the computers and the tools, they're all excited to say, now... We can surveil and control you, so there will be no dissenting thought. Here are you. How great that is. We are. Um, my f- prophetic feeling is that it will fail. But there will maybe need to be some level of intervention with that failure. Right. Yeah, the sooner the better, actually. Yeah, I mean, my feeling is it could come by 2025. We just have to last that long. Yeah, and once you start really tuning into the level of unnecessary suffering that's happening on the planet, it's just unacceptable to let it keep going. And the conflict is, okay, it's unacceptable because everybody that's suffering is as important as you, as me, as anybody. But what do you do to stop it right away? And we haven't seen that demonstrated yet. But there have been clues on a small scale of consciousness affecting physical reality. We know that. We know that. I think it's more proven than that. I know that yeah, no, it's totally proven on a small, you know, scale of, of the change that was created on Earth on, among people. What I'm saying is it's clues, not that that's possible, because that's been shown, but it's clues that something could be done on a global scale. And now we have to 
show that. Yeah. But as more people are hurt by it, 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 it helps people come out of their trance. Right. Right. It's an expensive awakening, but it is happening. Yes. So when you talk about technocracy, people could easily hear that as this gigantic organization with all these amazing um, technologies that most of which we don't even know about. And it, it feels a little bit out of reach, you know, to do anything. So what? It, how do you turn knowledge, awareness of the technocracy and where it's going into something usable on the side of light? So my approach, because people ask that, it's a very important question, is don't focus on it. Focus on your inner light. Focus on loving yourself enough to heal yourself. Focus on your your personal interactions. You know your your family, your relationship, your social connections, and that focus needs to get stronger and stronger, and it overcomes the outer attempts to break into that, because the power of mind still is greater than the power of any technical thing. How do you deal with the balance? Like, you need a certain amount of awareness, just like you're giving people now about the technocracy, but about other things, why you don't drink fluoride, why you don't eat non-organic food. I mean, those kinds of things require allowing some awareness of the outside environment. How do you balance that awareness with not having it drag you down? in frequency and emotion? Well, I kind of advise people one step at a time. One victory at a time. And when you win the one victory, then you're ready to take on another victory. So doing it all at once can be overwhelming and can lead to defeat. So one victory at one step at a time usually gets you towards the goal. Okay, so how do you identify the step that's right for you? I think that there, as you're, you first ask the question, the question is, well, what is the step that's right for me? And then you kind of contemplate on it and you see how it feels, and you check with the people around you who you trust and see how they feel about it, then you have your intuition. And then you also have, I'm going to say, like the classic uh, laws that have elevated parts of humanity. Is this aligned with the positive energies that have had some success in the past? And when all three of those questions are, are answered, your intuition, your close friends who you trust, and are you aligned historically uh, with these actions, then you have a pretty good idea of you're going in the right direction. Is the same general principle true of people that work with you one-on-one? So if if that is what you encourage them to do, 
are there an, is there an example that people might relate to of a typical person that is working with you trying to figure out the first step to take to turn things around? I'm not, uh, well, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. Ask it slightly differently. Okay, so if somebody comes to you and says, I heard you talking about technocracy and how we need to do one step at a time. The power to change the outcome in the future is in our hands. But you said we should start not all at once, but one one challenge and one victory at a time. How do I choose? How do I, you know, have the awareness? Well, usually, usually it gets presented to you. Usually it comes to you if, you if you're kind of open for it. Just like some kind of inspiration. Yeah, it comes and usually hits you over the head if you're paying attention. Okay. Uh, that inspiration for the next step. So, so the big change that allows that is from the usual mentality of like, don't make me change anything, and just defensiveness to openness and saying, you know, okay, spirit, show me. What, what do you want me to do? Right. That's right. You're open and you're checking to see if it's in alignment. And then you have to be willing to do it. So with that kind of an approach, that almost looks like you don't need an official middleman to do it. No, it's between you and God. Between you and Spirit. Right. Everyone. But you do need to check in so you're not deluded. And you need to check in with your close friends who you trust spiritually. So you're getting feedback. This is very easy to get deluded in today's world. So you check with your friends you trust, and you also see this historic. Like we are, uh, they're creating a modern Babylon today. Okay. How What does that mean? Well, in Babylon. It was a revolt against not just the natural order, but of God. And we're going to go beyond uh, God here. And God's response is it, it, it broke all the connections and nobody could speak the same language. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it, it broke, it, it created disunity. Okay, but the intention from Nimrod was to build a tower so high that they could attack God. What we're seeing today is a general attack on our humanity, a general attack on the spirit of God within us. And once we realize that, then we start making moves to Undo it. That's how we're guided. And and here, be aware of that it's being sold to us. You know, we were talking about the spokesman of the WEF saying specifically this illusion of God and soul and free will and all that, his famous statement, that's over. That illusion is over. We're, humans are hackable animals, and right. we're going to be controlling them from inside their bodies. 
Right. They're going to, they're trying that, but it won't work. And the more people who give up, uh, you know, the, the spirit is always stronger than the technology. Yeah. And these subtle technologies, because they're kind of subtle in a way, if enough people get spiritually strong, they can undo those technologies. They can so defeat those technologies. Getting back into an alignment with yourself and with your source. Yeah. With your soul, right? So again, when enough people do it, then they they really are able to defeat it. And you're kind of sounding like a critical element of that is your intent to allow it to happen. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, the intent is to help make it happen, and okay. just allow it. Okay, and again, what, how do you, you're talking about your connection to your real self and to God? So again, yeah, what we you, call it yoga, my dharma. How do you make that happen? In the words, everything you said here. You have the intent. You have the spiritual focus. You have the belief in yourself and your belief in humanity. And working for yourself and then family and then social relations, you create bonds that are much harder for the dark side to break. That's how that works. I think that allows you to start seeing authority for what they are, too. Because it's depending on what level you're looking at, it's either people just following orders, like in the universities and in the corporations and in the government agencies, and they've just memorized what to say, and they're making you believe it. And then above that are people who are intentionally trying to do harm. They're all victims of hypnosis. Yeah. Falling into false identities, right? Right. And then instead of being overwhelming and intimidating, they're like little kids around you throwing tantrums. It never occurs to you to obey what crazy stuff that you're being told. Right. And now it's time to question. Yeah. Question the illusion of the expert. We've been proven wrong again and again and again. Now, that's what's important here. They've been wrong. They've told us all kinds of things that have not come true. Yeah, we're supposed to be underwater by now, I think. Underwater is one, two, you know, the researchers in England, they were saying there'll be millions upon millions of COVID deaths, you know, way, way over-exaggerated, you know, because if they can scare you, then you take the bioweapon injection. That is what gets you sick. That's why people have to not take the smallpox vaccine for the monkeypox, which isn't that serious a problem. Right. In fact, they're showing pictures of victims of monkeypox that are pictures of shingles patients and other things like that. So questioning it is really critical. Yeah. When they try lockdown number two, has to be no thank you. We don't need to kill ourselves. That is where that has to go. Uh, People have to really care about each other they have to know enough to not go along with it. Right. And when the no. business 
companies are told to require that all their customers have vaccines, all the businesses have to just say, no, we're not doing that. Right. So it's yes to spirit and no to darkness. Right. You know, uh, evil is evil and good is good. And we have some pretty good parameters of what those things are. I'm being disturbed right now, but we have some pretty good historical parameters. Right. Getting back to real common sense. Yeah. And remember that your rights are not able to be suspended no matter what happens. That was was a good thing about the principles on which the uh, American country was started. You know, the Declaration of Independence said government works for the benefit of protecting individual rights. And that's pretty much the only reason. So, in in concluding, may everyone be blessed that they understand their right. Uh, It's a punt to understand their rights. And choose to walk in front of God as a blessing to the world. In terms of blessing each other, in terms of making the connection, hard connection to each other, that's where we turn it around. If anybody wants to follow what's going on at your place or get in touch with you, how do they do that? And can they can go to drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. And I have lots of commentaries coming you know, every week. There's lots of programs they can listen to. Uh, and so... This is obviously one of them, but we do have on Thursdays a a live and liberated with Dr. Gabriel, and we have a spiritual nutrition one, which are more physical kind of questions. And then we have different uh, things of partial discussions. And so we have lots that we do. And and then um that those are the basics though. We are having a spiritual fast that will be over the internet. Uh August twentieth, it's a seven day juice fest. And, and people really need to detox, you know, uh from all this and that when you do juice fasting it really does help you detox. Uh it, it helps you clear your mind. So I invite everybody to be part of that. You know, that would be a good thing to talk about more in some of our upcoming discussions. Because there are varying degrees that people understand what detox means and how you use it. It's a really powerful concept and practice. And some people feel, they've been led to feel that it's a product that you buy in a store. And if you take it, that's detox. But it's actually built into the body. And even before there were stores, people were actually using it. And 
it, it's in everyone's hands. I, I don't mean to get on a sidetrack right now, but it just struck me that that's really... Well, let's try and talk about it next time. Just, you know, the, the fact is that um, this really frees the mind up. And we have two meditations a day, we have discussion groups, and uh, it, it really gets the mind a lot clearer. I, I got to ask you one question interjected there. Um, sorry for all the interruptions, but let's say somebody gets where they understand what detox is and they start saying, wow, all these things that I'm experiencing, not feeling great like I should, could be removed or made better by self-applied detox. But I'm really busy with work all the time and I can't, take two weeks off and go to bed or whatever, how do I integrate that so I don't have to wait for a vacation opportunity and can start applying it right away and still be able to work? We're kind of implying that on vacation you detox. Usually it's the other way. Uh, I detox. You know. I'm joking a little bit, okay? You know, people go out on the holiday. Right. Um, the whole point when you're doing a juice fast is it pulls out the physical, emotional, and mental toxins. You know, it changes your frequency. It's an upgrade in your frequency. And then your mind can be clear and it can see what's going on. That's kind of how that works. Uh, and that's part of why we do it, particularly in this day and age. It's really important to be able to step back, clear, get the toxins out of the, the mental state, out of the, literally out of the brain as well as out of the gut. And you, you, can't, you can't just do that by eating less. You, you really need to give it a boost, and that's what the fasting, a seven-day fasting retreat is about. It's juices that <clears throat> are diluted in half. Juices that what? I couldn't quite hear you. We dilute, we dilute them in half. Okay. So you have some of the advantages of water fast without the disadvantages. Disadvantages is that you may really have to go to bed for a week if you do it on water. Right. But when you're doing a, a, a juice fast, it's, that's, uh, uh, it doesn't happen that often. Right, right. A lot to talk about later on. For now, for people that want to absorb what you've been ex explaining today, between now and when you're back, any suggestions in how to approach the adventures of life between now and next Tuesday? Well, my book, Into the Nothing, is Tell us about life as a journey. And if you see your life as a journey in any stage, you see that we're always evolving. If we open the door of evolvement, a lot of people have given up or they reach a certain age and I can't change. No, it's not true. We can keep growing and keep evolving and keep expanding. That's the gift we've been given. But we have to take it. We have to take it. 
And that's what the spiritual fast is about. That's what our work is about, is getting people to love themselves enough to reach out and take their God-given rights to grow as human beings and not become slaves. So, between now and next week, may everybody be blessed that we have the courage to reassert our God-given rights and evolve as human beings on this planet. Amen. Aho. Om Atakyasin. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you, Dr. We got our work for us. We'll start now. Yes. So there goes Dr. Cousins. I think the obvious idea is that it's not just a bunch of ideas and talking for an hour. Supposed to. That's why I was asking him the questions at the end. It's like trying to grab onto some of those and take it as if you're the only person in question here and say, how do I use it this week and all the time? It's starting now. And I think he's saying that intent is really an important element. That means what your your will is directed toward. Most of us who walk around with a really defensive intent, say, I'll argue against anybody and prove that what I already think is right. And it's a big, constant ego contest. And I think what he was pointing out is that if you drop that, and even to acknowledge how much we're walking around with kind of an antagonistic or combative mindset. And what if you drop that and relax and say, instead of making everybody else change or condemning them for being, you know, foolish and doing the wrong thing, what if we look at ourselves? And I think that's a common element in what he's been talking about for many weeks. If we want to change the world to a more hospitable place instead of a danger to everybody where we're all under attack by the global rulers right now who clearly are involved in mass murder, to put it politely. There's a hidden PowerPoint that they hope we don't discover in time, and that is inside you, not someone else. And it's not having to wait, you know, you can't do anything right now because there's no really inspiring leader to tell you exactly what to do and do it all for you and all that. You can do it whenever you want to. And we've got whatever time is left in this particular lifetime that's super valuable every minute. And how do you want to use it? Because usually we want to use it to have a good time in the moment, have fun, have what's most enjoyable. And then when that falls apart, look for something else to replace it with and do it again and again and again. And in the end, everything falls apart. And I think what he's encouraging us to do is think of the time, value it appropriately, and say, what can I change? And he's talked about what we carry around in our mind 
and her emotional state all the time. And it's like a constant prayer. And he talked about prayer today. It's not to start praying because you're doing that already. It's just most of us are praying and meditating on and repeating as a mantra things that we don't even know. We do it unconsciously, and it's really powerful. And it's coloring our experience of life. It depends who is attracted into your sphere of experience, and it depends, determine, helps determine how those people act in your life, in your particular movie that you call real life. Um, and most of us go through our entire life without ever tuning into the power that we're using, not just that we have, but you're, you're using it right now to determine what kind of experiences come into your reality. So time to think about what you want to experience. Do you want harmony or conflict? you want disaster and catastrophe or healing? And even though it's kind of corny examples and new-agey silliness, a lot of it, things that were talked about in some of the, I guess, more spiritual movies were principles like like attracts like, and when this it takes a long time for most people to notice this, but what you're putting out in your attitude and frequency and intention and emotional state attracts that into your experience. And if you get into applications of it like Ho'oponopono that we've talked about a lot, anytime you want to take full responsibility, you can start attracting what you want. And it's not mumbo-jumbo. You're already doing it. You've already mastered it. Everybody's using it all day and all night but without focus and intention and awareness and just wake up to what you're doing. Everybody else will still be there to critique, but just for a start, just you have to become quiet. That's what meditation is about. And become aware of your thought patterns. And those are all combined with emotions and they're all uh, voluntary. So fear, for example, which controls most people that's a choice and we've been trained that if a certain bad thing happens you have to feel a certain way if a good thing happens you have to feel a different way and somebody acts really intimidating you have to be terrified that those aren't actually true we we make them true but it's our decision so if you drop that those programs and find out what's underneath which is who you are um, all this stuff could change quickly. So I'm just encouraging us when thinking about how to use the coming week between now and when we get a chance to have another conversation with Gabriel. Self-observation is what I'm suggesting. Not just your physical actions like, you know, eating junk all day, but it comes from emotional state. So to become aware of the emotional and thought programs that you carry around is a huge step, and it starts to put power for transformation into your hands, and it's free, it doesn't cost anything, doesn't need an expert, and it's been sitting there available 
for since the beginning. So I'm just suggesting you're the person who's supposed to spark change in your world. You could start now if you want to. And let's use that for this week's experiment. And I'll do it with you and let's see what we can do. Um, I think that's the main thing I wanted to share with you. And to stay in touch in case we disappear on some of the major platforms, uh, lostartsradio.com and planetaryhealingclub.com. Uh, you can stay in touch with our shows. We just we just got established, thanks to Doug's great work, just established a presence on Rumble. A lot of videos there. And we're on Brideon and BitChute, Ahava, Blog Talk Radio, Bit, uh, iTunes, uh, Twitch, other ones like that. Some audio, some audio and video. And there's a lot of free articles and videos posted almost every day on lostartsradio.com. And if you have feedback, uh, things you'd like us to address in this and other shows, uh, please f- feel free to share it. We've got contact forms on lostartsradio.com and uh, donate buttons if you want to help us out to stay on the air. It's all commercial free. Uh, subscribe stars there, different ways to help and share the links. And the main thing, though, is uh, see how you can upgrade your own life, your own experience. It's 100% in your hands. You don't have to wait for anybody. You don't need it from me or from Dr. Cousins or from any political leader or anybody like that. You've got indescribable potential power and limitless possibilities already right in your own hands. So start looking at yourself and find out what's there. And when you do that, the global rulers that want us to all destroy ourselves will have to find somebody else to play with, and it'll tend to wake them up too. So we can do it anytime you're ready. If you want to send us any messages or communications, uh, use the contact form or just email richard at lostartsradio.com and all of it's read and responded to as possible. So you're really appreciated. It's I know it's not expressed adequately in these shows, but I just I think that you're beyond um, any limits except the ones you believe in, and you're really the hope for transforming the world. So we're trying to just remind you. It's like this is your dream that appeals appears to be a real life experience, and I'm just a character in your dream reminding you. You know, wake up, you can do whatever you want. And find out where your real beliefs are and what's impossible. And decide if you want to hold on to them anymore. You can do whatever you want. So, see what, let's see what happens this week. Don't let the time just go by. Pay attention. And I'll meet you here next time. Have a good week.